Welcome, Welcome to, to the Inspire, Inspire Wire, Wire, a, a podcast, podcast where ideas are exchanged, exchanged worlds are traveled, and life is experienced. This is the Inspire Wire with your host, Tom Murphy. All right, everyone. Welcome to a new episode of the Inspire Wire. I'm your host, as always, Tom Murphy. Um, all right. For this episode, we have Morgan McIntosh for her second episode on the podcast. She's also my girlfriend. Fun fact. And we have a great conversation. We talk about a lot more about her, about um, what she's passionate about. A couple interesting questions about her. We get into relationships and and other things like that. So you have that to look forward to. Um, if you guys are new to the podcast, welcome. Uh, I want to let you know this is really, um, you know, a podcast where we can get to discuss some interesting ideas, inspirational topics, things like that. Um, if you want to learn more, uh, you can get to my website at www.theinspirewire.org. Um, and if you want to contact uh, me to, you know, recommend things, give feedback, or if you want to be a, um, a guest on the podcast, um, there is a page on the website. You can check that out. Or if you want to contact me directly, you can go to on Twitter at InspireWirePod. Or you can go to uh, email me at uh, InspireWirePod at gmail.com. So please do. And... Um, Let's go to the interview. So how are you doing? Good. Good to be back in Northbridge hanging with me. Yep. Yeah. So how are things? Things are things are good. As what's changed since our last podcast? It's been almost a year. Wow. Yeah, it's been a while. A lot of things have changed. Um, business is going good. Got some new clients for Beige and Blue. Yeah. So, you're still really excited about that? It's all... Yep. Yeah, it's great. And, um, what are some cool projects you've been working on? Anything special? Yeah, um... It's kind of funny, before the begin- end of the year, we had a lot of projects that we were finally finishing up and kind of getting through. Um, so we've been starting a couple new ones and a lot of exciting things on the block coming up. We're doing this one project, um, renovating two baths and a kitchen. So that's been a lot of fun, figuring out that it's a lot of space planning and that goes into that because they're kind of reconfiguring the master bath and closet area. So that's been a nice challenge. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So one thing we wanted to do that we discussed was have a podcast, you know, um, the listeners, if you guys haven't listened to the previous podcast with Morgan, you should definitely check that out. We talk about her business, what she does, um, what she's been doing with interior design and photo styling. Um, and it would be definitely be a good reference for this podcast. Also, for background info, um, she's my girlfriend. <laughs> Every time. What? Oh, that's funny. They need to know. Yep. Maybe they don't need to know. <laughs> um, but what we wanted to do for this podcast was be more of a of, I guess, a casual. Com- well, I wanted to be more casual, but you seem to want to plan it out. Oh, I'm a planner. <laughs> Tell us about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like to plan things. I like to have a goal and set parameters of what's going to happen and when when things are going to be done and. I don't know. I like to have an end goal and know that there's a light at the end of the tunnel, and just have all of my mean? and just have all of my notes ready to go. Ready to what roll. does that mean? Light at the end of the tunnel? Not referencing like necessarily this podcast in general. Just 
in general in life. Like I like to just see the end goal. Like what's my end game, you know? Because if you don't know where you're going, then sometimes it just bothers me to not know where I'm going. But yeah. you, on the other hand, love not knowing where you're going. It drives me insane. <laughs> <laughs> well, you would tell me like when you have periods of time where you don't have a job or or when you're not sure of things, how you wake up and you feel like, what am I doing with my life? Yeah, the brief stint in between graduating college and figuring out what I was going to do for a little bit. Yeah, it's scary. I don't like the unknown. It's a big unknown. I'd rather know. Why do I'm... you think that? Why Why do you? Why is that a big Cause deal? Because the, the world is endless. There's so many other possibilities, and I like to narrow it down, make it a little bit more approachable. Things that I like to do, figure that out, get a game plan put in place, and just cross it off. Because if there, are, if you think about the million possibilities, what does that make you feel like? You're worried, like you can't com- accomplish all these things. Oh no, but that's the point. Like I feel like I I accomplish more when I have a, a plan in place, and I I get to concentrate on what really is important to me, and then. I get to actually follow through and complete those tasks or kind of like figure out where I want to go. And obviously life changes, things come up and you have to be able to flow with it and um, take them as they come, but and readjust and everything. But I feel like for the most part, I like to have a plan, at least an outline of a plan. It's like writing a paper back in grade school. I could never write a paper unless I had like an outline of where I was going. Because if, if not, then all my thoughts are just all over the place. And at the end of it, I have a shitty paper. Yeah, but that's <clears throat> another argument to think about. Like, do you want to have, like, when you're in this aspect of there's all these different possibilities, do you want to narrow it down right away and think about the end goal and where you want to achieve like what you want to achieve or do you want do you want to and do you want to specify in something and build it build it build it or do you want to uh oh there's all these possibilities maybe i'll take a sample here sample there because if you just go down one path and you're just following that path to the end then that's your only you have no other information i get what you're saying I see where you're going with this. Um, I think that a lot of it comes back in. I know things change in life and I'm willing to roll with the punches, if you will. But I think for me personally, I, I operate better knowing that there's a plan in place. And I don't think, but then also going along that plan with an open mind to other things that may pop up. Like I'm willing to to roll with the punches and go down a different lane, different path, if that means that I'm interested in that, if something, if an opportunity were to present itself. It's just... Yeah, but once you're down the path, it's a lot harder to veer off. Yeah, but if I didn't, then I'd be running around this place like a headless chicken. Why? Because there's so many things to do, and if I, I, I feel like I get the best out of it when I have my things concentrate on the things that actually matter to me because I feel like there's a lot of things that would take my time and my attention away from the things that I actually care about so when I filter it down I choose the things that I that matter the most to me which are a lot of different things (laughs) Uh, okay Uh, I uh, you know it's interesting because when you look at it that way, you know, that path is kind of deciding what actually matters to you. Whereas if you were to sample and do different, you know. When you say sample. I'm just saying like, just like when things, when opportunities come and you know you'd enjoy it or you'd like to partake, you take advantage of that opportunity. That's a sample. Yeah. And I'm and that's my point. Like if it's something that I'm really excited about or that it perks but, my interest, then I'm I'm willing to test those waters. But my, and see. my point is that your opportunities become slimmer when you are 
are narrowed your you have narrowed your focus yes i suppose in a way yeah so like you could be missing a lot of opportunities that, and you have no idea because you are focused on mm-hmm. a certain path yes i guess when you look at it like that yes but i like to think of it as i'd rather cast a small net in situations that excite me like I know and obviously that's not to say that I'm not willing to try new things because I totally am that's the thing I think um new new experiences are huge yeah I completely agree but I think that they can be sought out when I when I need them to be if you if that makes sense like I like to make new opportunities within my realm of of yeah where I'm going I just am thinking, like, for example, like, when we're kids, people say, oh, they're already trying to figure out what we're going to be. Yeah. Like, even as parents, parents are trying to, like, project what they think we're going to be. Like, I know. um, Because it's comfortable for everyone. As humans, I think we need an answer. I think we're always striving to find answers to certain things. And it's easy for a parent to kind of project their... um, unknowns to the child of oh they're definitely going to be a police officer they're so inquisitive about everything and they do this and that and it's easier for them to do that than to think oh god they could become anything yeah it's Um, the same thing of why in my opinion we have all these different religions it provides an answer to people that need an answer yeah um we can get into that more but uh (laughs) one what nothing uh, <laughs> um one thing i thought is interesting is like you know we change like people change and it's pretty rapid you know like one experience meeting somebody like whatever it is that can change your entire perspective your entire world and what you thought was your area of that you really cared about could totally change so like you're you're talking about this you know discipline that you care about your creative side or whatever like that's you want opportunities within that realm within that net but what if something changes in your entire world changes things like that that's why i'm i'm saying like you know people change and you have to be open to that and if you're not then you won't change and I get where you're going. I get what you're saying. I think that, I mean, as human beings, we're all adaptable. You adapt to the situations that you're provided with. So if for whatever reason I woke up one morning and was like, click of a switch, I don't know if I want to be in the creative industry anymore, then yeah, I would have to pull on some of my other qualities, my other strengths, and figure out what that means. But I mean, I think I'd like to know that I know myself pretty well to know that I need something creative and the creative field is giant. So, I mean, I think I'm leaving enough space for other opportunities to present themselves. So, you know yourself pretty well. (laughs) I'd like to think so. (laughs) So tell me. Tell you what? (laughs) Um, Well, you can tell me, hold on. Got some. I am prepared for this interview. <laughs> Why does that scare me? <laughs> what are some epiphanies you've had in your life? Have you ever had a life-changing moment? Like, is it something you read? Something you've seen? For me, a lot of times it's movies and books. Yeah, I can see that. Um, I don't know if it boils down to one specific thing. Like I said, you I want think. To give I think me an example. Think, you want me to give you an example of epiphany I had? okay one epiphany i had was my senior fall i watched that documentary cowspiracy mm, and it one. was pretty wild how you know you know it was not only a discussion of the meat industry and how badly they treat animals but also a discussion of how much water and energy and resources is used to feed like livestock and how much more food we could create 
that we could survive on as humans and we could feed a lot more people if we didn't have to support these people these uh this livestock yeah that was actually a pretty good example because after you watched it and you were so um just excited and kind of like riled up by it i i gave it a watch and thought very similarly but i don't know i mean there's so many different things that i think kind of make make me take like a step back and kind of think about things differently um I feel like societally, if that's even, that's not a word, I just made it up. But I think that you are constantly bringing to light many different epiphanies, if you will. Um, I feel like that's just the being that you are. It's just very thought provoked in the sense of there's always a reason why someone is doing something and kind of why that is. And it always boils down to like a societal thing or how they grew up or. Yeah. But that's like, I wouldn't say that's uh I wouldn't say it's an epiphany, but yeah. I'm just saying like, I think that I look in for, small, in small ways, they are a little epiphanies. I look for a meaning. big epiphany for me was, um, when I realized how serious you were about not wanting to live in the city back in college. Yeah, you were pretty freaked out. Yeah. And I even told you that it wasn't that I never wanted to live in a city. It was that when I settled down and find an actual house, that it didn't want it to be in a city. Yeah. But I freaked. Yeah. (laughs) Per usual. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Per usual is right. And you had your whole art project... Oh, yeah, I was in my drawing class senior year, and I had to draw something. I forget what the actual outline of the project was, but I drew some of my best work, really, because it came from an actual situation I was dealing with, I think. Um, it was a picture, an image of a, a girl, like the profile of her face, and in the back, it was almost like a double exposure, if you will, but I drew it with pencil and charcoal, and it was like the city was double exposed with her face and then there was another um, man in his side profile double exposed with the woods yeah it's pretty cool i was pretty passionate about the wild and the the woods in my senior year mm, you were just your common day mountain man <laughs> I wasn't a mountain man. I know, I was just, I'm kidding. kidding. I went out and and went on my road trip, kind of went to a lot of remote areas. Yeah, that's true. Which is good. Mm -hmm. It was fun. Yeah, I'm glad I got to partake in that. Yeah. That was part of my wake up every morning without a job and was like questioning life big time and thomas had invited me like for months was like you should come on this road trip with me you know we could farm together and um not that that was like a perk of me being like oh yeah let's go farm together but you (laughs) hadn't been to the west coast i hadn't been to the west coast you're right and so i remember specifically sitting down one night um i don't know it was probably like august early september and I was talking to my parents and my parents were like, I had mentioned to them that Tom was like on my case to try to get me to fly out to Seattle to meet him, um, to meet him there so we could drive down the coast. And I was like, I don't know, like I really need to get a job. And at that time we had, we obviously had beige and blue, but it wasn't, we didn't have clients and I didn't know exactly where we were going with that and a lot of unknowns. So my parents are like, what are you crazy? You have to go. And I think that's all I needed to hear was just like, yeah, Morgan, you have to go. Someone else. It's usually how it works, right? Tom hates me for it, but. You can't listen to your own personal voice in your pocket, which is me. (laughs) My own personal um, voice of reason is always a good one, but it's always the non-fun version of me sometimes. 
I think that I put a lot of pressure on myself to do certain things and to be a certain way. And for other people. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of just thinking what you really want to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're right. But I went and it was the best decision I've made. We had a great time. That's when you know you really are in a a relationship with someone that can withstand the test of time. When you can be shoved in the tent for three days in a row. Twin mat- in a twin blow-up mattress. On a twin blow-up mattress. Good thing we had that too. Yeah. And I remember begging Tom, can we please get a hotel tonight? Please, I need a shower. <laughs> I need like a legit shower. We were showering in those... Uh... Trailer park shit things. <laughs> I can't... I was like on my tiptoe. I felt like more dirty showering than I did not showering. That's when you know you need a hotel. It was great. I wish I took more advantage of it, honestly. Looking back on it, I wish I documented it better through more pictures. Even though Tom's probably going to say that I took way too many pictures, but... I don't know. I don't know. I think it was a good test to myself as an individual and as us as in a relationship. Wouldn't you say? Yeah. It was good. I will never forget the night, though, when we... Um, camped out in um, Death Valley, <laughs> and it was like I don't know how hot it was, was like it. Hundred degrees. Yeah, it was pretty hot. Like it was hard to breathe a little. It was like no, it was like one hundred twenty during the day. During the day, yeah, but then it at was night, probably like seven. No, no, no it was, hotter. It was probably like nineties. But you had been. We were in the sun all day, so like I don't know. You're you're hot all day, and then it was time to go to sleep, and the stars were absolutely killer. I just remember it was that. Good, it was a good sky. Uh, like the best sky I've ever seen in my life thus far. And uh, it was time for bed. And so we were like blowing up the mattress. And it's a twin bed. <laughs> like blow up bed that touched like both sides of the tent. So there's like really no room at all. And I remember Tom was lying down and I went to go lie down next to him. And my arm like touched his arm. And he's like, don't touch me. <laughs> I was like, dude, what do you want me to do? <laughs> There's nowhere else for me to go. I didn't want you to move at all. <laughs> no. You're going to just sleep. <laughs> with our with our backs, on our backs. Yep. And just it was pretty bad sleep, I will admit. I'm not a back sleeper. I can do it. Yeah. It was a good, good memories. He yeah. somehow convinced me to work on a farm, a vineyard for three weeks. It was. It wasn't that bad. I never said it was bad, but like, it's just funny that I was working on a vineyard. Like, if anyone knows me, I'm. It's not really my thing. At all, really. Yeah. But yeah, it was a good trip. We, uh, you know, living together it was good. Mm-hmm. Maybe we should do it again sometime. Yeah, maybe. There's definitely a lot of places we didn't get to go to. Yeah. South. We ended up, we were going to go down the south and see New Orleans, but then we ended up just going there. Mm-hmm. Okay. New question. Okay. New question. All right. Oh, we just talked about this one. Moments where you made a decision to act that you were happy about when you came out and saw me. Yeah. Yeah. That was definitely one. It's tough, you know, like that's one of the things that for me is tough too. Um to make a decision to act. A lot of times you only discuss like you only feel regret for the time when you didn't act, when you didn't make that decision. And not many times do you feel regret for actually making that decision to act. That's you know? true. I feel like because we're just the types of people, too, that makes the best out of any decision. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you make a decision and you make it, you make it work. Yeah, and that's not necessarily just us, too. No, I know. 
sometimes you feel like uh, it won't work out or it won't. It'll be weird. Yeah. But it's always smarter to just go for it. I think so, for the most part. Yeah. There's always people saying, no, 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 don't. You can always find, if you look online for reasons why you shouldn't do X, Y, and Z. I've actually never done that. I'll have to give it a try. What? Like, look online to see why I shouldn't do something. What? So maybe you shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> what are, do you know of any other things where you've really just gone for it? I mean, the business. We just started it, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, granted, I was freaking out because we weren't obviously making anything and I need to find some other part-time job. But, I mean, it definitely takes a little courage to just start something off the off the bat out of school. Yeah. Um, but it, almost in ways, I will argue that it's almost easier because we were so naive to what we could have had. You know what I mean? Like, we didn't come from a full-time job and then quit and then start this company. Like, we didn't have all the perks of being employed full-time and having That's that true. set income or the set benefits. Um, so it was almost easier in that way. We were just. You didn't have anything to lose. Yeah. How's it going so far? Pretty good. Think think uh. <coughs> think the interview's going well. Not bad. All right. Are you gonna cut that part out? I don't know. Should I? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is hilarious. <laughs> I know you're going to keep, like, one of them in for, like, comic relief, because that's just how you roll. Yeah, I'll just throw one of them in. But can you not? <laughs> <laughs> the great thing is I'm the uh, I'm the editor, too. Yeah, but you always have to send a co- uh, MP3 over to my people to have them approve it. Your people? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we've got some other questions. All right, let's hear them. Um, you were, you're someone who is just coming into, well, we actually talked about it a little bit. You were talking about me and how I am always thinking and always thinking about the reasons. Mm -hmm. Don't put the microphone on. You're just like, mm-hmm. <laughs> Your mic, I, I literally told you about the mic. Sitch. I know. I talk with my hands, Thomas. You just put it in one hand and then you leave it. This, my hand keeps if, getting clammy. If you come lie down like me. I was telling Tom earlier that we should have a podcast called Pillow Talk. <laughs> and it could just be us chilling on bed talking about random stuff. I think it would get Jeez. great readings. I think it would get great readings. You know? Okay, well, it would be the, one of the topics. I don't know. It could just be any kind of topic. Like, just about life. Just, like, random things, you know? Like, if I'm passionate about something and you're like, all right, Morgan, like, this past week, I don't know. I don't, I don't really know. All I know is it's a good name and someone else out there is going to steal it before we... It's probably already a thing. Pillow Talk with Morgan McIntosh and Thomas Melody. <laughs> and now we're English. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. It would be a little bit better. Oh boy. All right. So I was discussing um, like uh, observations, and you were telling me that you're just starting to realize this whole world of uh, observation, like observing others and thinking about like understanding their point of view. Like, why are they doing this thing? Why are they saying this thing? Yeah, like, I guess, in to back up a little bit, I definitely have always understood, like, known that people do things for a certain reason. And, like, when I'm asked that question from afar, I'll be able to, like, narrow it down. But I keep finding myself doing it in social situations where I'm, like, picking up on more things than I normally would. And it's all your fault 
But are you mad that you're picking it up? No, I don't think so. Because I was discussing with you and I was saying that it's like, it's like people watching on steroids. Yeah. And in a way it definitely is. And it's fun. Yeah, it is. It's like when we go out to eat and I always ask you to try to guess what other people's um, stories are and you never want to play that game. But I love that game. I never want to play? No. I always ask Because I don't want to get caught staring at somebody. But it, like, it happens. And you don't have to stare at them. I don't remember this. Okay. But we can edit that out, too. <laughs> what? Edit what out? Anyways. You're just ruining this. I'm leaving it in. Anyways. So, when you're talking about, like, listening and observing others do you think that you get a better sense of what you're thinking and why you're doing something yeah in a way because when you project it onto someone else when you're trying to figure out someone else's reasons for things in turn makes you question your reasons for things you know yeah i think there's something to be said about that yeah, so do you have any examples or know why you do some things? Um, yeah, I'm a planner because I'm afraid that if I don't plan things, then they won't come out to be how I want, how I'm thinking them up in my head. Yeah, and then like... Which is is good and bad. You know, because there's times where in my head I'm not thinking it's, of the best p- possible I, I case scenario. I have a scenario. reason why it's bad. <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> because when your plan doesn't work out, you freak out. Yeah. Or when there's some issue that, in, that a wrench gets thrown in the plans, you're not prepared. Mm-hmm. That's why people say prepare for the worst or whatever. Yeah, which I do. Do you? Not all the time. No, you don't. Because I'll present an alternative to the plan and you're just like, oh my gosh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. This this new mic situation is an issue. (laughs) If you were, if we weren't in the same room and you were just Skyping. It would be a lot better. It would be a much better podcast. We should probably do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, we did the first time. I know we should do it again. No, this is fun. <laughs> no, but it just reminds me of like the super uptight person, the wife or the bride who's at the wedding and something goes wrong and they freak out. Like that's supposed to be your best day ever. Or the dude that's freaking out because his plan. It's not just women, Thomas. Continue. Or the dude that's freaking out because he didn't, his plan went to shit. What? <laughs> it can be dudes too. Uh, Spread the love. Yeah, yeah, obviously it can be dudes too. I'm just thinking of Jim and Pam and Pam like <laughs> freaked out because her veil like tore a tiny bit. And then Jim had to cut his tie because. He didn't have to, he chose to and it was really cute. Episode. Oh my gosh. <laughs> just like that's the point it's like things change yes things happen and you have to be able to move with the punches like i was saying earlier yeah but you're also allowed to like defend the punches as well yeah that's true <laughs> that's <was> good thanks <laughs> <laughs> um Okay, um, one of the things I have listed here is our trip to trip to New Orleans and also fascination with architecture <laughs> slash doors, interiors, etc. And in parentheses, I say, why? <laughs> yeah. for, back, for a little back history, Morgan, whenever we traveled together, was picked taking pictures of all the architecture which to be honest in new orleans the architecture is really cool but like even when i visited you in valencia it was the same yeah like not same architecture well, it was cool architecture there yeah too. it's really 
amazing very gothic and the thing is is like yeah i love old i love doors yeah i do have an obsession with doors i don't know why exactly yeah i well there are some i cool think there's doors just in Spain. there's some really interesting doors and i feel like they all have a story you know yeah in new orleans all the corner streets have those like railings that wrap around the street yeah it's really cool yeah, I loved the architecture in New Orleans. I love, I want to bring back the front porch. The front porch? Yeah. All the houses in New Orleans had front porches. And yeah. in, a, in the U.S., I mean, it's pretty rare. You yeah. have a front porch in your apartment? Yeah. I do, actually. But, like, I, I don't know. I feel like no one hangs out on front porches anymore. There's nothing to see. Yeah. Just in other. New Orleans, there's... More to see, maybe. Maybe. So you guys have a back porch, too. Yeah, we do. So why do you have an obsession with um, figuring out people? That's a good question. It's interesting. I like to learn about people. Why? I don't know. Do you think I? you know why? I don't know, actually. I think maybe... Because I like to learn about myself. Yeah, definitely. But I think it also has something to do with, like... When I, you know, I like learning about people. Just, like, people in general. Like, and why we do things. I like to have epiphanies for myself and and learn more and you learn from observing other people and I like to learn. Yeah, that's definitely true. The more you listen and observe the smart like the more intelligent or you know, you learn more and you know. Yeah, I will admit that people that are usually the most talkative or the most outward. Not necessarily talkative. Like, just because you talk a lot, that doesn't... No, that's not what I'm saying. What are you saying? I'm saying, like, <laughs> I feel like the people that are the most, usually the most intellectual are those that don't talk. Oh, I see. They're Because they're constantly listening. They're constantly observing. Yeah, because... The more you talk, the more you risk saying something stupid. No, the more you talk, the less you're listening. The less you're talking, you're, yeah. the less your information you're taking in for yourself. True. Because it's hard to do both. Yes. You know? It's funny when... It's true. Some people just like to talk and be funny and just... A lot of times, like, and this is, these are all generalizations. You don't want to get... You know, so there yeah, could, there's outliers and some people who talk a lot that are very intelligent and, and you know, are just very confident and are going to have something to say about everything. Sometimes mm -hmm. I'm like that, too. I just need to have throw in my two cents. But um, it's definitely true. Like, the, the more you listen, the more you learn. Yep. I was along that line. Along that line was um, an epiphany that we re that I le recently discovered when we were having a, a long text battle. <laughs> That's what I'd call it, to be honest. A long text battle. Yeah, I like it. We have just these long texts that go back and forth instead of on the phone. Honestly, that's where I thrive is the text battles because I have time to think. Yeah, because you just go, <laughs> <laughs> you go 80 miles an hour just saying the most ridiculous <laughs> things to throw my mind off track. I don't do it on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, it's effective. 
Or you're just throwing me off. And then I have to be like, all right, all right, focus, focus. <laughs> what, are, what are we talking about here? I think a lot of people can relate to that. Yeah, for sure. Like some people, like it tends to be women. I'm, I'm not trying to be like, you know, sexist or anything. I just think that a lot of times when you get into an argument with your girlfriend or wife or whatever, if 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 a woman is is uh knows that she's right, then she will stick to the point. She'll stick to the facts, and then you lose the argument because you're not right. Right. But if the, <laughs> if the woman is wrong, then she will just throw everything at you, just like <laughs> just trying to get you off track, and then say and get you to say something and, and like get you to say something that you shouldn't have said and then then the argument's over because then you said something you shouldn't have said <laughs> or something like that yeah that's true but i don't do it on purpose like i'm not like vindictively thinking it's just all right let's <laughs> throw them off you know it's just innately in me. you're trying to find a different argument because you know that the argument you currently have isn't the one that's gonna i'm win. built to survive <laughs> i'm just surviving this world <laughs> that's one of the ways it's one of the ways yeah and what do you think about my assessment that a lot of times like you're you're a woman but you're not all women right some but but i think it's it's, it's, kind it's a of, fair assessment it's a fair stereotype I, I, I don't know i wouldn't put it as a stereotype necessarily well it's, a stereotype for me is just like uh, a generalization it's truth about, for me put yeah. it that way it's truth I know I know for a fact I do that and I, it's like I don't think that I'm doing it in the moment it's not like oh yeah let me just do this it just happens yeah. I don't know and then afterwards it takes me a minute to like calm to like think about what I was saying and then I'm like oh shit I did it again <laughs> <laughs> you black out oh what happened <laughs> I blacked out <laughs> Oh, I did it again. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> but you still try to deny. <laughs> deny is your is my favorite. <laughs> it's your best friend. Deny, deny. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Yes. <laughs> no, but yeah, that's. It's way easier through text. That's what I'm saying for yeah. all you guys out there. If you're trying to win an argument, I mean, we weren't even arguing. Like, we weren't necessarily really even arguing. It was a. G I liked your text battle. I have this stigma against labeling arguments versus me being mad versus me being annoyed. Annoyed. And Tom always thinks that he's always like, "Oh, you were so mad." I'm like, I'm not mad. I'm just annoyed. <laughs> like, there's difference. a giant difference. It's like. But then. Then after like say a day or, or so later, and I said you were pissed at me, and you go, yeah, I was fucking mad at you, dude. F word. <laughs> what? This is my podcast. Just trying to keep it clean I'll, for the kids. <laughs> I'll bleep it out. Is that what you want? Yeah. <laughs> but you would say that. To yeah. Me. Yeah. Depending on the scenario. You're like, I was mad at you. And then in the moment you said you were annoyed. So I'm just so more I mad that you're telling me that I'm mad. It's like, don't <laughs> tell me what I am. I know what I am. You know, it's it's like this weird thing in my head. Hey, you know, we all have our things. Don't tell me what I am. I know what I am. And you're <laughs> telling me what I am. <laughs> but don't. <laughs> but you just you just told me about just now. You said there's a difference between being annoyed and mad. But that time you were mad and I called you out on being mad, but you said you were annoyed. Because I didn't want to give you any wins. We were arguing and that would have been a point for Thomas and I wasn't willing to give you a point. <laughs> okay, so everyone knows what this is about. It's like there's a difference between being annoyed and mad. But when you're right, sometimes they'll just lie to you and say, no, I was annoyed just so you don't win. Interesting. Anywho. It's it's you must hey, do what you have to do to survive. Okay, I'm just telling you that can get confusing. And it can ruin some relationships if it's not talked about. Yeah, of course, but we talk about it. I know, I'm just saying it's important to realize that that can be you know, when you're constantly lying about 
these things. I wouldn't go as far as lying. It's just in the Doing moment. what you gotta do to survive. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not like flat out lying. It's just an emotion that I'm not exactly sure about at that given moment. Fair? And then you look back and be like, wow, yeah, I was super mad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So what were you saying about a text battle? I liked that you labeled it a text battle and not an argument. Because it wasn't an argument. It was just a heated uh, conversation. Here we go with like the definitions again. <laughs> <laughs> it's a text battle, not what an were argument. We even, what was it even about? I don't even remember. We're talking about um, when you said that I just like to be the one... Oh, against yeah. society or I like to stick it to the man stick it to the man that's what I said yes yeah I think that's and, true and you said that to me you were like you. I think you just like to stick it to the man in any which way and that's what drives your decision process and I was like at first I was like I don't know I don't think I'm always trying to stick it to the man but I've always had an issue with authority sometimes, I feel like. It makes you sound like a convict when you say that. <laughs> I just have an issue with authority because some people assume that they automatically deserve to be like what they say goes because of whatever reason they think they have over you. Mm -hmm. And I think authority is a, a huge issue because it can corrupt people and think and, and just... And it can get bad. Yeah. Obviously, at a smaller level, it's not a, as big of an issue. But when it gets higher up, it's like people get obsessed with it. And especially like people telling other people what to do. You know, I think it would, a lot of conflicts can be resolved if people just treat each other. With respect. Yeah. And respect love. equally, you know, mm -hmm. as equals. If. Just because you have a title doesn't mean that you're any better of a person or you're any more qualified to speak about certain things. I agree with that. So that's my kind of issue with authority. But um, I also think that I thought about what you were saying and I was like, wow, like trying to assess what why i do things like i'm always thinking about that like because i've always been like why do i always need to be doing these kind of things and and why am i so like unsure about what i want to do and all these different things i have a lot of different thoughts you know like mm -hmm. just random stuff and i i thought about what you said and i was just like wow i think I just like to be different and I like to separate myself and make myself feel good about myself by being different from others. Which I can understand and relate to in my own ways. Everybody can. I yeah. think everyone wants to feel special. Yeah. And, and I'm pretty aware of the fact that there are so many people in this world. We're all very similar. Mm -hmm. So, my desire is to be like extra different to feel ex like I'm ex like I'm extra special, which is kind of like makes me feel like shit a little bit. You're extra special in my mind. Thomas. Oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just like an interesting thing to think about because um, it makes me feel like, oh, really? I'm, I'm aware that I'm just doing this stupid thing to make m myself feel better. But it's also like I enjoy being different. So there shouldn't be anything wrong with me. But you also get, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I, because people get confidence or get from a lot of, from things. a lot of different things. Yeah. And some can be bad and some can be good. And it's harder when I get self-esteem from doing something that other people don't agree with. <laughs> but sometimes I get, I'm happy about that. Right. But it depends. Like, obviously, I want to be, like, highly regarded from my peers. But sometimes I don't I don't want it. Sometimes I want some people I don't like to think I'm doing something stupid. You know, like. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Just, like, the people I don't care about, like, good. They don't agree with what I'm doing. Good. Or, but the people I do care about, if they don't agree with it, then it's like, I don't know, you know. 
it's, it's hard to think about that. Yeah. Because you always want, that's the one thing I learned in the book I was reading was like, you want followers. You want people who support you. You want people who agree with you and, you know. Mm-hmm. You want your tribe. Yeah. So it's a, it's a, it's a balance. Life is everything but a balance. What? I said life is all about the balance. Yeah. But so. in a lot of ways, I feel like balance is a little... I think it's a little bullshit. It's hard. I don't think it exists. It's hard to be in balance. Okay. Um, to end it... Um, final f- question uh, from Morgan. Um, <laughs> is there any advice you would give for... I don't know. Any advice? For anyone? Yeah. What pops into your head? Um, you know, I was listening to an interesting conversation on the podcast and one of the people on the podcast said this quote about not comparing your beginning to someone else's middle. And I don't know. It just kind of stuck with me. I like that because I think in today's society, we're constantly scrolling on Instagram and scrolling through Twitter and it's very easy to see these people that have quote unquote made it or are getting recognized for certain things. And I think it's important to stay true to yourself and understand that it wasn't just overnight success. Yeah. You know, like everyone has a path that they grow upon in life. And I think it's important to understand that everyone has to start from somewhere. Yeah, it always seems easy when you're just looking. Oh, oh, this person just got lucky. Well, no, there's a lot that you don't, you're not seeing. Exactly. And it's definitely worth it to just. There is this like cartoon of two miners, like in a coal mine, mm-hmm. and they're just like digging, 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 deeper, or like they're digging the tunnel or whatever, and the one who was really far away from the gold like eventually got there because he kept digging and digging and the other one was like quit right right and then the goal was on the other side it's just like you just got to keep digging mm-hmm. you do. well morgan thanks for joining thanks for having me i uh appreciate it, it was a good conversation yeah it was and uh i'll i'll be sure to try to get you on the podcast again if you'll have me it was like pulling teeth just so you guys know for you (laughs) listeners know my own girlfriend she is a big fan though of the podcast i am but uh, i like to take the back seat (laughs) (laughs) but thank you all right thanks bye All right, everyone, um, that was the interview with Morgan. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed it. I thought it was a really good one. Uh, we got to talk about a lot of cool topics, and we were in a good mood. And um, I hope you guys um, weren't too thrown off by the microphones and, and the volume going up and down. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was it was a good interview. And uh, we one of the themes, I think, that we got to – got to discuss that um was interesting was our different point of view as far as planning um that was you know that's a major theme in our relationship and and I feel like it's you know I don't know it's kind of relevant because a lot of people are are always planning on their future uh it's natural to think about that um and uh, I kind of wanted to discuss that a little more because that's something I think about a lot is, you know, how we're planning our future and what that means. Um, it seems to me that, um, you know, when we get focused on our on, on a certain goal or something like that, you know, we 
we often make more and more decisions based on that end goal. And it kind of can get us a little caught off track and and we have our blinders up, you know. Uh, We're not seeing what's around us. We're only focusing on that goal and ignoring a lot of signs, maybe even internally that we shouldn't be ignoring. Whether that's, you know, someone like missing an opportunity or ignoring other people or or just I don't know being selfish or or what have you I'm not I'm not accusing Morgan of that I'm just saying um, in general a lot of people um, you know they get focused on you know what they think or are envisioning for themselves and are oftentimes maybe overlooking um, other you know opportunities because every decision you make there are opportunity costs now um there's the other idea of the sunk cost fallacy like you've already put all in all this work towards whatever goal you are are looking for and then maybe another opportunity that's a little bit better comes up um uh this you know since you've already put in all this effort um in time uh, and you decide you don't even think about the other opportunity because you're already on this on on the tracks of another goal and you kind of get entrenched in that and kind of entrapped and and there's a lot of things that you know you have that are holding you back you know you have um you know obstacles in your way and you know for me um i've like I've liked to like I haven't really gone down a track as far as um career wise or anything like that as far as you know I'm I'm not ignoring different opportunities I'm trying to really have that philosophy where you know taking different opportunities that are presented and um because I I wasn't I don't really know if I've exactly found a certain um, career passion like Morgan has in interior design. Um, But what I've noticed is that I've kind of found a passion for maybe just learning more and and um, exploring other things, new activities, new experiences. Um, I've been really um, passionate about learning. taking advantage of those things and learning new things and um I feel like through and and now's the time um to take advantage of that um when you're at an age where you're not really um you don't have to worry about say um you know dependence you don't you don't have kids you don't have a pet you don't have um, you know, obligations or, um, I mean, the one thing that a lot of, you know, college, uh, grads have is debt. Uh, we have, you know, loans. Um, but you know, as that, that's, that's about the only thing, you know, that's really tying you down. You have a lot of opportunities to explore all different types of things. And, um, I think I'm doing my best to try to seize that. Um, And, um, you know, I just thought it was an interesting thing to point out because oftentimes, like, this could also be a negative thing if you think about it because if I'm not really, um, if I'm trying to just take every opportunity around, then maybe I don't accomplish a big goal that I maybe would have enjoyed even more um, because I'm more concerned with um, taking it slow and and just seeing what comes up. If I'm more dedicated to a specific goal, um, maybe I'd be more satisfied reaching that. But um, it just seems to me that when I'm going, I've always been someone who kind of likes to be interested in a bunch of different things, studied more disciplines, and um, be more of a um, 
you know, a jack of all trades as opposed to someone who is a specialized in, in a certain field or, or discipline. And I, I feel like that suited me well and everybody's different. So, um, but yeah, that's, that's kind of, uh, a topic I wanted to highlight because a lot of times I've always felt that, um, and we talked about it in the conversation, you know, uh, everybody needs to know what your future is and who you are. And uh, once you've already figured out what what you're going to be and what you're going to do, I feel like that takes away a lot of, you know, the um, spontaneity of life in the sense that a lot of people, when they have a new experience, it's exciting and fun. And um, it's part of, you know, humans is the desire for new experiences and whether that's a career or just seeing a new place or meeting a new person or joining a new group or something like that. Um, those are intertwined with who we are in the sense that we desire those things. And, um, I think for as long as possible, it's good to be in that limbo state where you're not sure what the next thing is, because when you reach that next thing, it's, it's that more, um, enjoyable. Um, so just something to think about, um, you know, I mean, there's always, you know, um, like Morgan was saying, you know, when you have a million possibilities, it's hard because you're thinking about, oh, there's so many, like, what do I do with all these possibilities? It's really overwhelming. Um, and that's definitely true when you, when you have so many opportunities that it it can seem like, Oh, I have no idea what's going on, but um one thing you do is just kind of reinforce the fact that these different experiences that I have um you know, you realize that you don't there's so many things that you could do. That doesn't mean you have to do them all. You know, you're not going to be able to do them all, but just do like you way you Think about all the possibilities. You weigh each one and say, what's, what's the best one at this moment? Not 10 years from now. What's the best thing right now? And you do that thing and then, and then you reassess. We change so much. So as we change, we need to reassess what the next best thing is for me, is for you. You know, you got to you know, once you obtain new information, you use that new information to make your decision because you're constantly learning and you're constantly becoming a more wise, more, you know, knowledgeable and, and, and you're different. So that, that's going to warrant a different, uh, response and different decision-making process. So, um, that's just something to think about. Hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. Um, and um morgan thanks for coming on the show again um and if you guys want to check out um her interior design business um and you uh or or um need some advice on on those type of things you can check out beigeandblue.com b-e-i-g-e and b-l-e-u.com um, her and Nicole Noonan have a nice interior design business. So check that out. And um, thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. And we're going to leave you with Into the Mystic by Van Morrison. than the sun Yeah, the bonnie boat was one as we sail into the mystic Oh, I can hear the sailors cry Smell the sea and feel the sky 
Let your soul and spirit fly into the mystic Where that foghorn blows I will be coming home And when the foghorn blows I wanna hear it Thank you. 